5-4. That is the time signature for the Emmy Award-winning theme song for the movie's Mission Impossible. It was written by Lalo Schifrin, a jazz artist from Argentina. So count with me to five. Ready? One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four. One more time. One, two, three, four, five. All right. Now I want you to jazz it up just a touch by doing one, two, and three, four, five. 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 Now two. Do here we go. Do 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 Jeff, they are good. All right. Every Mission Impossible episode in each of the movies begins with the main character, Ethan Hunt, receiving a mission which appears to be absolutely impossible. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, the most recent movie that came out in 2023 where he goes off the cliff with a motorcycle. Oh man, so cool. Um, Includes this script. Good evening, Mr. Hunt. I'm not going to do a British accent, don't worry. Good evening, Mr. Hunt. Your government is seeking, is searching for a key. Its purpose, its vital importance to us is none of your concern. What should concern you is the involvement of your friend Ilsa Faust. She killed a courier in Istanbul, and we believe he was carrying one half of the key that we're searching for. Why she has chosen to interfere in this affair is a mystery, as are her whereabouts. What is certain is that your government has put a price on her head, and these bounty hunters are out to collect it. They never bring a fugitive back alive, and rarely in one piece. We believe that they're headed for the Arabian Desert's empty quarter in search of your friend. Find the bounty hunters, and you just may find her. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to acquire the key and deliver it to us. What happens to Ilsa after that is up to you. As always... If any members of your team are caught or killed, the secretary will disavow any knowledge of your actions. This message will self-destruct in five seconds. Good luck, Ethan. The machine melts. Mission Impossible. The team always uses its ingenuity to accomplish the mission. Well, today's scripture is a parable from Matthew 25. Some commentators say it's a teaching from Jesus. I'm not going to go down that route. I'm just going to call it a parable today. And our denomination has asked all churches to become Matthew 25 congregations. Second Pres was one of the first in the Presbytery of the James to say, yes, you take these three goals seriously. You are committed to build congregational vitality. You are committed to eradicate systemic poverty. And you are committed to dismantle structural racism. As I studied the text in preparation for this sermon, it seems that this passage is not 
about a mission impossible, but a mission possible. What is God looking for in you and me, according to Jesus? Success, as the world defines it. Beauty, as the world perceives it. Power, as the world praises it. Eugene Peterson's translation, The Message, records the prophet Isaiah in chapter 58, setting the stage for what is most pleasing to God. Certainly on this Reign of Christ Sunday, it is good to reflect on what pleases our sovereign God the most. Isaiah proclaims that God says, and Annabelle read it from the New Revised Standard Version, listen to the message This is the kind of fast day I'm after. To break the chains of injustice, to get rid of exploitation in the workplace, free the oppressed, cancel debts. What I'm interested in seeing you do is sharing your food with the hungry, inviting the homeless poor into your homes, putting clothes on the shivering ill-clad, being available to your own families, Do this and the lights will turn on and your lives will turn around at once. Your righteousness will pave your way. The God of glory will secure your passage. Then when you pray, God will answer. You'll call out for help and I'll say, here I am. Right after these verses in Isaiah, God says, your lives will be and they will begin to glow in the darkness. Your shadowed lives will be bathed in sunlight. This describes you, my new friends at Second Prez. Through God's Spirit, you continue to glow in the darkness when you touch the lives of everyone with God's love. Since 1845, you have been living out your mission and values. You declare your mission on your website and on the front of your bulletin. People know that this is your mission. We are called to be a witness to and for the world of the new reality that God has made available to all people in Jesus Christ. We seek to know Christ and to make Christ known in downtown Richmond and throughout the world. According to Isaiah, we are bathed in the sunlight of God's hope and God's grace. People see that in us. We serve others through the lunch on Mondays, walk-in that Joe was sharing about, the shower ministry on Tuesdays, assisting families of inmates, crossover health care ministry, and a significant uh, number of other urban mission partners. We support the PACE Center, providing campus ministry at VCU, and we embrace our international mission partners, including Cindy Coral and Betsy and Eric Moe and Carla Cole. The gifts we give to the Presbytery of the James help to support its many missions, including Camp Hanover and Presbyterian Disaster Assistance. When we do these things, we are glowing. We are bathed in the light. God is pleased. Is our mission impossible 
or is it possible? Well, friends, it is possible. What is our mission as defined by our Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew 25? When the human one comes, he will gather the nations, then he will separate the people like a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. On the right will be those who have served others, and on the left those who did not. It is a mission possible. It is that clear. As long as we live on this earth, we have work to do. And a consistent message in this section of Matthew throughout the remainder of the New Testament and down through the 2,000 plus years of church history is this. None of us knows when Christ will return. Not one of us knows. But if we want to be in an attitude of readiness, we must serve and serve and serve. I was hungry and you fed me. When did we see you hungry, Lord? Well, I was at Second Pres last Monday and you provided food for me. You did not judge me, but you fed me. You accepted me. Whenever you serve the overlooked or the ignored, Jesus says, you serve me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. When did we... When did we see you thirsty, Lord? Do you remember when you learned that one in ten people on earth don't have access to clean water? Do you remember when you learned that women and children spend 125 million hours each day collecting water? And I brushed my teeth this morning and let the water run while I was brushing my teeth. Your mission and your mission giving makes an enormous difference in the lives of those who are thirsty. Lives are being changed by Second Pres and through the Presbyterian Church USA. In Kenya, Croatia, China, Indonesia, Ghana, Cameroon, the Congo, Ethiopia, Pakistan, Israel, Palestine, Costa Rica, Guatemala, Haiti, and so many other places. Whenever you serve the overlooked or ignored, Jesus says, you serve me. I was homeless and you gave me a room. When did we see you homeless, Lord? When you sent support for my family as we were bombed out of our home in Ukraine. Through Caritas and Homeward, you stem the tide of homelessness for those who are facing financial despair and eviction. Whenever you serve the overlooked or the ignored, Jesus says, you serve me. I was shivering and you gave me clothes. When did we see you without adequate clothing, Lord? I walked from El Salvador with others from Nicaragua and Honduras and Guatemala. My shoes wore out in the central part of Mexico. And now as my child and I arrive barefoot at your southern border seeking asylum from the death threats in our hometown, we hear that changes to policies crush our hope of making it 
into America. But then we met volunteers from the Presbyterian Church USA, Second Pres, through the ministry of this denomination. I know you won't give up on me. You are working through Presbyterian Refugee Resettlement Ministry, Reestablish Richmond, and the Sacred Heart Center to help us. You are opening your hearts and your homes to refugees. I believe that you care. Whenever you serve the overlooked or the ignored, Jesus says, you serve me. I was sick and you stopped to visit. When did we see you sick, Lord? Remember when you were volunteering at Carver Elementary School and heard that I was not feeling well? You went out and you brought supplies to the school nurse who took care of me. You don't roll your eyes at me because of my autism or cut sideways glances at me because of my depression. You volunteer to drive me to chemotherapy appointments. You are my friend. Whenever you serve the overlooked or the ignored, Jesus says, you serve me. I was in prison and you came to me. When did we see you in prison, Lord? In the musical Le Miserable, the main character, Jean Valjean, has escaped prison. He was serving a life sentence for having stolen a loaf of bread for his starving niece. Now he escapes and he is broken, lost and alone, hungry and hopeless. And he is at the house of the bishop and he steals silver from the bishop and then is caught. The police return him in chains to the bishop's home where they throw Valjean at the feet of the bishop and the constable returns the bag of silver and then speaks. We caught this man red-handed. He had the nerve to say that you gave him this. The bishop peers into the bag and then looks up into the face of the devastated, hopeless Valjean and he says, that's right, he has spoken true. And he says, release this man. And, and the police release him and, and, and he says, looking at Valjean, but my friend, you left so early. Surely something slipped your mind. He reaches over and gets other candlesticks. You forgot I gave these also. Would you leave the best behind? The police release him and leave in total confusion. And Bishop, the bishop is standing there and Valjean looks up at the face of the bishop, up at, to the face of forgiveness, into the face of Christ. And the bishop continues, But remember this, my brother, see in this some higher plan. You must use this precious silver to become an honest man. By the witness of the martyrs, by the passion and the blood, God has raised you out of darkness. And he lifts up Valjean and he says, I have saved your soul for God. Whenever you serve the overlooked or the ignored, Jesus says, you serve me. As disciples of Jesus Christ, fully aware of the mission possible, are we ever able to do enough? No. 
But when Christ returns, I'd rather be found trying to do enough. Our mission is possible. Our mission is clear. For Christians, the only way to true peace in this world is by serving others through Christ. Jesus says that this is the deciding factor as to who will enter heaven. Will we enter heaven because of our membership in a historic church at the corner of 5th and Main? Will we enter heaven because we are members of a Roman Catholic parish, a Jewish synagogue, a Buddhist temple, a Muslim mosque, a Hindu community. In Matthew 25, the only criterion for the division of people into two groups, those entering eternal life and those entering eternal damnation, the only criterion is what we have done for others. And as we are together in worship today or participating in this service virtually, I charge us, I charge us to keep looking for Christ in one another. Look for Christ in those who are hungry or thirsty, in those who are naked or homeless, in those who are sick or in prison. Look, look and be ready. Jesus says, whenever you serve the overlooked or the ignored, you serve me. Whenever you serve the overlooked or the ignored, you serve me. That is our mission. It is possible. The question is, do we choose to accept it? Let us pray. Oh God, we stand ready as we wait. Help us to serve and serve and serve. Amen.